Well, DJ, we are back, man. How's it feel? You're back from uh, home, Texas. Did you have a good holiday? It was. It was cool. My uh, my brother got married. Okay. Um, I went and rolled at my uh, my family school back home. That shit was that shit was pretty fun. That, that shit was uh, fun. Three crosses, right? Three crosses. Three crosses jujitsu. Three crosses jujitsu. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to your homie. Uh, it was your brother Steve, right? Yeah. Shout out to Steve and his uh, new wife, um, Alyssa. Alyssa, I hear you guys have some really good news too. So, pot of bins, pot of bins. Yeah, it was all good. And then uh, I know, I know you went and visited, visited family. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, my lady, uh, her family put on thing. We haven't been here. We we're always traveling, so we went to spend time with our family. So it was nice. You okay, know, good times. You know, nephews, kids, all that fun stuff. It's it's crazy to see how like big people get after you haven't seen them in a while, or yeah. like how much they grow up. Wow. No, big facts. And I think um, it's fun watching the little ones grow. And, you know, me, I'm just like, get big enough so I can put you in jujitsu, kid. Like, <laughs> let's do some jujitsu. I imagine the parents wouldn't let me do that, but you know, fingers crossed. You know what's funny? Like, if I ever have them, that's my plan. Big facts. Like, how old are you? Three months? I think you're ready. <laughs> I think you're ready. <laughs> All right. So today, um, let's talk about a few things. I... We want to do something different where we make these episodes a little bit more structured and we have some conversation topics. So I think the first one today, I want to ask you, what do you think? What makes a good training partner? There's a lot of things that go into being a good training partner because one night everyone's meant for each other. Mm -hmm. Most importantly, I think you guys should be friends on like, like, you don't have to hang out outside of like jujitsu or anything like mm -hmm. that, but you guys should have a good relationship, a good dynamic, because that's someone you're going to be rolling with a lot. Okay. And if you guys don't have that good dynamic, things can get chippy. Um, on top of that, I think a good training partner is someone that is either, is either willing to go as far as you, mm -hmm. like someone who pushes you pretty much. Okay. You don't want like someone who just rolls over and like flops. And then you also want someone who going to give you feedback, trade knowledge. That 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 change of knowledge is so big. Okay. Um, do you ever? I know for me, I feel like when I'm giving knowledge, I never want to seem like I'm coming from a place of I know everything or I know more than you or like that. Do you think that can? There's a way. Do you think there's a way to approach that to where it doesn't come off like that? That and so that that's what I mean by like. You gotta be friends. Like you gotta be friends. Like if it's just someone that you're like, like, you 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 tend to listen to people that you're close to or you respect more than someone. And it doesn't matter the belt rank. It can be a white belt or pearl. Like you guys can be the same belt. Yeah. But if he, if you guys don't have that friendly dynamic, that I'm trying to help you learn dynamic, it's always gonna they're always gonna like, depending on the person, they're gonna take it with a grain of salt. Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> that again. So important, that exchange, because that's where you're like pinpointing your partner is the one you roll with most. So they're the ones pinpointing your strengths and weaknesses. It's something I've written down here. Um, you know, someone who is looking for your mistakes. And I think it is important, like you said, to be friends. So when those mistakes are pointed out, you don't take it as, you know, personal as it may be taken out. Yeah. Like, especially like, I don't know, like. We talk about it often, like the leaving the ego at the door is so important for that reason alone. Yeah. Like 
Just because I'm a purple belt does not mean I'm not listening to what a blue belt is telling me about my technique because he understands his body. Yeah. And eventually I'm going to roll with someone of that body type again. And they may do something that can remind me of what he told me. Um, like, like, like collectively jujitsu is supposed to be utilized at every, like at every belt, you're supposed to still be collecting knowledge, okay. you know? So you, you can't just say, oh, I can only learn from the professor. Cause that's not true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I was training this morning with a white belt and I think that's honestly where I got this idea from. I was like, what makes a good training partner? Cause he was doing that thing that white belts like to do where, you know, you're trying to do an arm bar drill, you're trying to do a hip bump sweep drill and they're just posturing up and they're sitting on their toes and not sitting down on their butt with their finger, with their legs crossed. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it makes it so much harder for you as a training partner to even execute the move or even show them properly how to do it because they don't even understand the concept that, Hey, yeah, you're sitting down, but I need you to sit down on your butt. Right. Like, yeah, there's a time for that position, but in this specific scenario, I need you to sit down. Yeah. Like, and that's another thing about a good, so there's so many like aspects that make you a good training partner. Like you have to be willing to take the constructive criticism to grow the competence in every part of jujitsu, whether it be rolling, whether it be positioning yourself right for your partner to get the good drill. Yeah. Because if you position yourself half-ass, are you really getting the rep? Yeah. You know? So you're, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head with that one, especially because like, I'm super annoyed if I go and I'm like, I'm excited to train and the partner I'm stuck with that like, or if my favorite partner's not there, the partner I'm stuck with that day is kind of like, like half ass in it. It, it takes away from what I'm trying to get. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that goes into saying like, I think a good training partner shouldn't have a, it, so to say, you know what I mean? I think they should be there when you show up. I think it's important to remember that like, Jiu-jitsu is a community sport. It's not really just about you and how far and how fast you progress. It's about the team as well. It's about your teammates getting better. It's about you getting better. And if you're not able to be a good partner, how is that going to happen? Yeah. So, you know, I've really only been here for like a year now at this point. Okay. When I, any city I've ever gone to or like trained in, I have checked out multiple schools for that reason, mm. for that reason alone, because like you can't go to a team, to a team or a school that's just like, like they don't have no structure. You know what yeah. I mean? Like as much as I complain about the workouts and stuff at A-Side, that's kind of the main, one of the main reasons I'm there is because on top of technique, I'm getting cardio and that cardio, that, that, that our uh, hour long class every three days mm-hmm. is building camaraderie and everyone has that same mentality to where they're like on the days they don't want to come to class they come to class because they know their trading partner has a tournament coming up and they're trying to help them and yeah. like they've built that so much at a side to where like that's where the that's where the real work comes in because everyone's able to like pinpoint because they've all been trained together yeah you know so yeah. Like jumping schools isn't like finding or finding like a school where you know you can find a good training partner is key. Yeah, you're a good training partner. Though. I I enjoy training with you. Um, you know someone who um, Trevor, Trevor's been um, not the one that was on the show, but the other Trevor. 
Okay, okay. Homie, homie from back home. Okay, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Him and I, like the other day, I wasn't going to come to class, and he was like, hey, uh, I'm coming at 11 a.m. I was like, all right, I'm there, because I know he's training for that competition, so. Oh, he's competing? Yeah, he's competing in December, so. I'm actually excited for that one, because I've rolled with him a few times, mm-hmm. um, and it's never, like, gotten too far, but I know he knows what, I know he knows what the fuck's going on, like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, so I think he's going to do, I think he's going to do pretty well. I think he's going to do really well. I think he has a really, to me, I think it's solid guard and solid guard recovery. And it, it makes it really hard to even get past his guard. Even like from half guard, I feel like I, I have a solid way to pass from half guard and he makes it very complicated. Yeah. Like I, so I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he, is impossible to pin down because <laughs> like if I don't get that like backside gi grip on him and like to keep his back flat, it's really not happening because like you said, he does recover his space very well. And he's like, I don't, I don't know if he works out outside of jujitsu, but he's a very in shape dude. Yeah. His, his legs are super strong. I think uh, he ran track back in uh, high school. So <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it is. That it's, makes sense. Cause he never, if that's the case. No, he ran cross country. That makes more sense. Yeah, he ran cross He never stops moving. He never stopped moving. That's why it's late. It yeah. all makes sense now. Yeah, well, you know, I'll pin him down eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And then, so to like keep on like the training partner thing, like I think it's crazy when people don't realize that you're trying to help them. Yeah. Like, like. I try and be a good training partner just because everyone I'm training with, I want I want them to get what they want out of the sport because mm-hmm. I love jujitsu. I want it to grow. So if I like give them like hints that I've learned or that I've picked up or like what I feel the reason it didn't work on me and they take it as like disrespect, I'm like, bro, like what? Like how else am I, do you want to just keep doing the same thing wrong to where it's going to hold you back or yeah, like – so it's just kind of, it makes me, sometimes it makes me not want to, like, but, help. Yeah, no, related. I feel you. And I, you know, I, I struggle with that myself. It's it's a little bit easier when it's, like, white belts. It's like, I just white belt, you don't get it. But, like, when it's, like, blue belts that you know, no shade or anything, but you know you have them beat. You know that maybe you're in a role and they're not engaging. Because they know you can beat them. And it's like, bro, like, work your game. Work. Like, test your belt. It's okay. I'm not going to submit you. I'm not even trying to submit you. I'm trying to figure out how to control and keep you pinned and, you know, tied down. I don't need to submit you. Yeah, I think I think it's important to, like, like if you know that you're that, like, if you know that you're that you just have more knowledge than a person and that you can execute better, whether it be because of time injuries or like whatever, I think it's important that you kind of like let them have their, like, like work all the way through their progression, you know, Mm -hmm. even though you can like reverse it, I think it's important to like let them work through their progression because chaining that together in a live role is Mm -hmm. what's going to build the confidence for them to try and hit it in a, hit it in a in a tournament go ahead no, no, no. so would you say it's important to ask your training partner you know what they're working on because i feel like i i feel 
I ask this question because I feel like I ask people, hey, what are you working on? Or what can I do better as a training partner for you? And it's a lot of times it's crickets. It's like, oh, I don't know. It's like, yeah. So I, what I will say is not everyone, like there, there's definitely those people in jiu-jitsu who think like that. There's definitely some people <laughs> out there like that. But not everyone does right away. They do eventually, mm -hmm. but they have to come to it at their own time. Um, because I, I won't lie at first, I was just collecting moves, just collecting everything that I could. Um, I'd practice them. Sometimes I'd get good at certain things that I liked more than others, but I didn't have a real sequence that I was trying to hit. And like, even now I have like a sequence, but I don't have like a perfected sequence to where I'm like, oh, this is what I'm going to hit all the time. Yeah. A lot of it's just kind of acting on instinct and relying on like athleticism and the knowledge I've built, okay. you know? Okay. So I, like, it's, it's really important to like, especially like if you're a higher belt or like you're like the more skilled of the partners to let them hit these sequences. And then next time they go give them a different alteration. So they have to adjust. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I get exactly what you're saying. Um, so it sounds like, you hold yourself accountable then. Yeah. If, cause especially like, I don't like, like we've talked about it. Most gyms, the professor has to be like, he's a safe role. I know he's a big guy. Don't mm -hmm. be scared. But the people who come to me as their training partner, I take it as kind of like, I take it as like me giving them the best version of a training partner and helping them like progress their, like progress their game and what they're trying to do as like me saying thank you just because if I didn't have these people that were willing to be my training partner and these schools of like people that are willing to roll with me I wouldn't have progressed anywhere yeah okay not everyone's like you man <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> you right away were like hey man save me a roll most people are like uh, okay well I have to I mean that comes down to that accountability and I think you know, uh, we've talked about this, the man who practices, you know, a thousand punch one time versus the man who practices, practices a thousand punch. Bruce Lee said it best. And when I look at my overall martial arts philosophy, I do take a lot of what he said into consideration. You yeah. know, even with jujitsu, with martial arts, fighting, take what's useful, discards what's not. I do it with my techniques all the time. Yeah. All the time. Oh. When you say discard, are you like just completely like, no, like. No, I'm that. not discarding them, but I feel like there are things that work better for my body type that work better for my game. I play a very, I play a very like, I guess more, I would say more cerebral kind of game. Whereas mm -hmm. I'm reading everything about you. I'm reading your body language. I'm reading your breath. I'm seeing where you're gassing out. I'm seeing where you're pushing. I'm seeing where you know, outside of competition in, in the, um, in the training room and in in like, you know, a side, I'm seeing quote unquote, where you might break. If, if that's the right word, it's like, where are you going to give up on yourself? Oh, you yeah. gave up there. Oh, okay. So this is really tough for you. So you're going to keep going for that grip. You don't recognize that I have another grip and I just submitted you. So I'm paying attention to all those things when I roll with people. Okay. Yeah. And like, it's, and that's what I mean. Like, so that, 
that thought process in jujitsu, it comes with time for a lot of people and some people it's sooner, but those are the people that are pointing out like, Hey man, like whenever you went for, like whenever you went for your cross collar pressure pass, like you, you did X, Y, and Z wrong, whatever it is. You know what I mean? I'm never taking that as disrespect okay? because like, you, you felt the past, man. You can tell I've been working on that past for a long time. Yeah. Um, but there's certain people who have adjusted, like whether it's where I'm gripping, how I'm gripping, how I'm getting the grip. P- there's certain people who have gave given me these tips and tricks over time, and I'm just cramming them together okay. to perfect it as much as I can for my body type. That makes sense. You know, so training partners important (laughs) (laughs) i guess uh to i guess to uh, recap that whole section i guess you know accountability um leaving ego at the door becoming friends with your teammates and that's a little bit i guess easier said than done i'm i'm kind of reserved so it takes a while yeah um like i come into most gyms and i don't like i'm just there until they speak to me Um, So that's kind of the one I struggle with, but I promise I'm not here to (laughs) hurt nobody, smash on nobody or anything like that. I'm the same way. I move around a lot when I was a kid. So just if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. I just I read energies. And if you got good energy, I'm about you. If you don't have good energy, look, no, no, no shade. You stay in your corner. I'm staying in my corner. And we'll just we'll bang when we bang, you know. You want to know what's awesome about jujitsu? Mm-hmm. It's one of like it just kind of hit me because I'm an introvert. You're an introvert. I have like you meet so many people in jujitsu who you know are introverts, but this is the one place that they're like themselves out in public. Yeah, and I think that it's cool that jujitsu brings that out of a lot of people. Well, I guess that I can ask this question then. Why do you think jujitsu? touches so many people like why why do you think it resonates with so many people universally because we have you know stoners police officers all across the board go ahead i think it's the same thing for every because every every martial arts has its cult following you know everyone Mm -hmm. like boxers swear by boxing you know um and i think it's the same for each martial arts it's hard to hide when you've been like stripped bare bones Mm -hmm. and like whenever you're across from someone who's better than you at whatever martial art you're doing, you feel for lack of a better term naked. Like you feel like there's nothing you can do. There's nowhere you can hide. And these people are seeing you at like, at like your low points, like when you're getting thrown onto the mat and you got to get back up Um, Mm -hmm. when you're tapping and you have to like roll over and look at them like, Hey man, good shit. But like, how did that happen? Why did that happen? You're, you're so used to being vulnerable to where it's just a place that you become comfortable in being yourself. And I think that's that a lot of people look for that. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, there's, I feel like there's a human need to go through struggle. And I think that martial arts brings you to both of those doorsteps. Okay. Not well said, bro. Um, I don't know what else to say off of that. Oh, yeah, you know, drop some Aristotle type. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I got, I have a, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, I've always like, not necessarily gym rating, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I don't want to go in and like challenge somebody for, but why do you think gyms don't do like, like get together and be like, hey, this Saturday, let's, let's link up at, 
your gym or my gym and just have like a quick little term and tournament simulation hmm. in order to just kind of get people ready, like get their competitors ready for what to expect in these situations. My gym's down in uh, Long Beach, Los Al area. They, they linked up. They're all affiliated. I don't think they do actual in-house tournaments, which I think would be really freaking cool because I think to, I think kind of what you're getting at, it helps prepare, especially the competitors to give them like not only a different look, but like almost what it would be like in a, in, in a real situation, in a, in a real, what it would give it them, gives like them a game situation. Yeah. Like it gives them a drill. simulated, you know, battle. And I think that's where I grow the most when I go to other gyms and I put myself in a situation. Oh, what do you have? What are you going to do? Oh, you got that? Oh, you're doing that? No, oh, okay. I understand it. Oh, I've never seen that before. Oh, I got to yeah. I gotta watch out for that one. I didn't even know you could do that one. That, that and like, I think it would help people stay in jujitsu longer mm. by like doing stuff like that. Just because I think some people... Instead of some people will build a game they're really good at mm-hmm. and just get to a point where they're dominating with that and they never make themselves vulnerable again and learn a new game. Yeah. So I think that going to these different gyms and having these different gyms come to you to train would initially make people start to change their game because they can't get comfortable just rolling with the same people every day. Yeah. You know, like your training partner is important. Your training partner knows you. But at the same time, your training partner knows you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So having these people from different gyms come in and showing how, like, in a tournament style, they'd stop your stop your game will force people to kind of remain interested in it. Because that way, and people will probably start competing more, too. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like, the fear of what a tournament is is what keeps people away from tournaments. 100%. So if you have a simulated tournament where everyone can come and everyone can do it and there's no real pressure, it's just a bunch of jujitsu practitioners in the gym, that comfortability will will grow. Will grow. Yeah. Um I think I think Gracie Humaita does something like that where they kind of have in-house tournaments. I think they had something. I d- I've seen like these random like little small tournaments that I've wanted to do where there's like five people mm-hmm. and like they have to weigh below a certain point, like a certain amount. And then like you line up. Your, oh, like the quintet that we were talking yeah. about with Trevor. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So that, and then I know for, there was a tournament for a while. I don't know if they still do it. It was like the baddest blue belt or something like that. Okay. Where they put these blue belts up on a stage and they like roll it out and it's EBI rules. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah. And EBI is submission only. And then like overtime started in yeah. compromised position, arm bar back. Arm bar back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel about situational training? I wish I want to do it more. I, I like I. Sorry, I loaded you with a question with already an answer of what I wanted to talk about. That was just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, how do you no. feel? <laughs> <laughs> Let uh, me. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, yeah. I like situational training. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I first started jujitsu, it was back all day. I didn't do any other position. It was just working from my back, which. That's the thing I get the most compliments on is like, oh, you're back. Like when you're always tucked, you're, you, you, you always know where it's at. And it's like, yeah, it's cause I lived there for six months. Yeah. It, it got ingrained in my head. 
situation. So situational training is what I mean by like, that's where I'm, that's where I feel people are going to grow a lot just because the, going back to the practicing a thousand moves versus a thousand things one time, mm-hmm. situational training is where you can get the live training roles of practicing that same thing a thousand times. So whether it's like, oh, you have to practice taking the, taking the, like es- escaping back control, you know? So you can do the same thing every time. You know what I mean? You can work the same move and the variance and go from side to side and it's situational. So they're not going to give it to you. So that's a perfect time to try that out. That's a perfect time to figure out what you like and then not really have to worry about the role because in situational training, once you're out, the submission is set or whatever, you reset, you know? So situational training is where that practice the same move a thousand times comes from in my head. Okay. Do you have a philosophy for your martial arts? I'd say, I'd say no. I would say no overall for me, just because I can't say that I'm a martial artist yet. I I can say I'm a jujitsu practitioner. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I've like dabbled with like boxing and I've dabbled with kickboxing, but I've never taken a full class. I've never like trained consistently, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? To like really dive into it. But when it comes down to it, my reasons for wanting to get into martial arts is, yeah, I'm from Texas and I'm willing to like keep a gun on my property, but I'd prefer to like keep that kind of shit off my conscience. And I prefer to be able to protect my family on some James Bond shit <laughs> rather, you know? Yeah. Um, so I guess that's kind of like my my reason for doing martial arts and stuff like that. Okay. Is just to overall protect me, my lady, my mom, anyone under my, any of the women in my life that I feel like I would protect. Yeah. Somebody runs up on your kingdom, you show them what's up. Exactly. Respect, yeah. Um, boxing. Uh, we're going to be going down to DG Boxing soon. Um, actually, I'm super excited about that because- Boxing is one of the things that I've dabbled with. Um, when I trained in Vegas, I used to link up with my homie Maki, mm. Maki Patolo. He's okay. a freaking monster. But um, he showed me how to kick. He showed me some strikes. He kicked my leg one time, and I never wanted to like, have any problem with him ever again in life. <laughs> that bad, huh? I, I don't even think he really threw it that hard. It just like it was enough to get the point across. Like yeah. this is how like this is how he like because he's like you're doing this. I need you to do this. And then I was like like let me see how it feels. And he did it real light. And like that was enough for me to be like hey, yo chill. Yeah, my uh, my trainer uh, AJ from Savage Squad did the same thing to me on my leg. He just showed me what it felt like, and it's. I don't know why I want to do Muay Thai. I'm going to, but I don't know why. Well, what we what we've been kind of talking about, and what I've been struggling with, that's a big factor. That's mm-hmm. a big factor of it. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I think it though. Going back to Bruce Lee, that's part of what it is for me. I grew up watching him. I grew up watching, you know, as silly as it sounds, like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and all these playing these games and uh, you know watching samurai movies and Ninja Turtles and obviously Dragon Ball Z and my you know anime and stuff and it's about 
Go ahead. You seem like you had something you want to say. Well, because I wasn't about to take that Mortal Kombat slander. All those, all those are based off of like real martial arts. They just add the like power in. Yeah, exactly. You know, because that that's one of my like reasons for liking martial arts is Mortal Kombat. Okay. So I was like, hey, <laughs> I was like, hey, you don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, I grew up playing those things, and I really, I, I wanted to do it, and I. I just, as a kid, I didn't think that, you know, uh, that I could do it. I didn't have any, I didn't, no one shoot, could show me how to do it. And I didn't have money to pay anybody. So I didn't the, believe I could. I remember it. So I think my first martial art ever was kickboxing when I was like five or six. And I was, I was big. Like, like of yeah. course, I was big. So like they always matched me up with older people. And one day I was there in class and they matched me up with like, like uh it, it was like she was like eight or nine but it was a girl so i was super confident about it <laughs> and when i tell you bro i threw a punch and she kicked me in my armpit and i never wanted to go back again <laughs> i never oh. wanted to go back again bro and I don't, I don't remember her name i don't remember i don't remember anything but she kept me out of martial arts for a long time you got your ass kicked by an eight-year-old girl bro that's what you're i was me? like five or six oh. bro and she hit <laughs> she hit me dead in the armpit and i feel like i felt like my arm go numb and then like hitting all those nerves in my armpit i was like she's an assassin <laughs> speaking now speaking of women um no, uh, the white belt Ray, man, she is strong, and she she's gonna be good when she gets. Bro, so I don't I don't know if you ever talked to her before, and she like gave me a hint as why she's so strong. She's like, I grew up around horses. She mm. fucking clotheslined me, dude, and I, and I knew immediately. I was like, nah, nah, <laughs> no. I was like, okay, I can't let that happen again. Bro, that was the same thing that happened to me. I think she was coming in, um, crashing past my guard. You know, you know when you're when you're rolling with someone who's newer, you kind of like whatever. So I was letting her pass my guard. She went to get the cross face, like to secure the cross. That was just my face, bro. Just smack. I was done. Yeah, dude. Honestly, I uh, any anytime I see her in class, I try and like tell her like tell her a little hint to cause pain. You know. Uh, <laughs> I try. I think I tried to teach her my cross collar pass once. I don't know if she uses it. I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how good she is, bro. Because she's yeah. And, and then as she starts like figuring it out, girls are in trouble. They're gonna be in trouble. She's gonna bang with the best of them. Speaking of like like women's jujitsu, mm -hmm. have you seen who's that girl from Tenth Planet? I think she's like younger. Her name's Grace, but she is a monster. Like she went, she was winning a lot of tournaments a few years ago, and I don't remember what happened to her. I don't know. I couldn't. I I think they called her like the silent assassin. You have to look it up. Like look that. it up. I don't know. I don't know for sure who it is. Um, but talking about women's jujitsu, what what do you think as, I guess, a male teammate you can do to help a woman feel comfortable within the gym? And I definitely, I want to, just so everyone's clear, we're going to get uh, women on here to ask them their opinions on these things. But I just kind of want to hear what my man DJ has to say about, you know, getting, making fem women feel comfortable. Did you figure it out? Uh, I, I found a picture, but I don't know if that's her page. Okay. But um, <laughs> me, me personally, mm. I don't... Uh, 
I don't really know my strength. So I kind of pull back whenever I'm rolling and just really focus on technique and just kind of allow them to pass like like work on their their guard passing with me and I mm -hmm. work on my passing instead of being on top. Um, and then on top of that, <clears throat> I wait for I wait for them to come to me. I don't like I don't like like of, of course we're like friends, but yeah. I don't ask them to roll Never. unless they ask me to roll. Um, and then even then, I think I told you like if I get stuck, I'll like look at like what how the girls are trying to figure it out. Yeah, just because they pay more attention to like I find that they pay more attention to detail. Like dudes see the hey, okay, I put my hand there. I put my leg there and then I power through, <laughs> you know, whereas girls are like focused more on like, how is he grabbing the wrist? Is it a, is it a, like a, like a C grip or is it a, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like paying attention to that stuff more, more in my, in to my the, experience. To the smaller details. Yeah. I picked and, up a, go ahead. But yeah, no, that was, that was pretty much it. Uh, it made me think of details. I picked up a detail recently to like the hip bump sweep, which I'll have to show you later. It's. I think it's beautiful. I think it works directly with my game. It coincides with an arm drag to take the back. So it's kind of two for okay. one. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That uh, I think I'm going to start working on that sweep you showed me last night with the lapel. Oh, from the half guard? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I'm going to start working on that a lot because uh, I feel like I'm too big to be uncomfortable, like to not like half guard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially because like the whole point of it is to kind of get underneath and mm -hmm. like when I'm underneath most people, like one foot's on the ground, but the other one's not. Yeah. You know, so I should probably figure it out. I feel like when I'm on top of half guard, it's really hard to like stabilize with you. And so I think bottom half guard will be really solid for you. That's yes. that's my. That's going to honestly, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I like like I mentioned earlier, I haven't really changed my game in a while yeah. you know what i mean like i i think i have a decent open guard in terms of what i like to do have a good close guard and like there's positions that i can attack from but i haven't like really like i said knuckled down and like focused on building sequences and like you know what i mean yeah so I'm, i think i'm gonna incorporate that and just kind of start fine-tuning everything do you have a favorite position right now so my favorite position in all of jujitsu has always been the same technical mount. Like when they're kind of on their side mm. and you're like, you know what I mean? Gift wrapped kind of three quarters. Yeah. Okay. Cause you can take your back, you can yeah. go to an arm bar, you can like, you can do so much from that position. And then like, like depending on how they move, if they try and roll a turtle, I'm already, I'm already have a hook in, you mm. know what I mean? So technical, technical mount is like my favorite like when I'm in that position, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm comfortable here. I do get really, I, I think I get too comfortable there. It's like, oh, you're going to give me that? Oh, I'm just going to take your back. And then I get, I'm like, oh yeah, oh wait, oh, I guess I got back to my, oh, you got out. Shoot. Guess I should practice this more. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, th I don't know. There's a, there's a few positions I like. Um, I kind of, one time my MCL popped, so I stopped, I stopped doing it as much, mm -hmm. but body triangling people. Oh yeah, <laughs> with your massive legs, bro. Well, 
it goes into that paying attention. So whenever I get there, I start like hyper focus, fo- like focusing on your breath patterns. Because mm. like when you breathe it, like as soon as you like breathe out all your air, I'm gonna tighten my legs a bit. Yeah. So it like limits to how much oxygen you can bring in. Got it's me. a tactic that I use to like just like if someone has like a like a higher cardio tank than me and I can get there, it's an even playing field because I'm gonna start like making you making you play a game with me is when you're taking your breath because if you just let me just keep catching it on your like every time you breathe in i'm just going to tie in and tie in and tie in which is why i don't know if you've seen my boss rooting thing the little, like, <laughs> yeah i did so i did, I did bro i can't tell you how it, before class i popped that in my mouth on my drive to work to class so it's like 10 15 minutes the whole time I'm just in that and keeping my my abs tight. So I'm breathing under my abs because of people like you. I can't well, do it, bro. I stopped doing it because like one time my MCL popped and it scared me. And like I got mm-hmm. it, it. They said it was like a slight tear, but nothing like crazy. And I just have to like rest for a bit. Yeah. But he was pretty much like, whatever you're doing, don't do it anymore. And so I don't do it. We're going to have to do some knee stuff. We're going to work on some knee stuff together. Yeah, I'm I'm with it. You know, if you wanna if you wanna add that back to my game, thank you. But <laughs> so we're getting we're getting to the point where we need to wrap up here soon. Um, we've talked a lot about promotions and you know going forward within our journey and how we look at getting better through accountability. Let me ask you, not that it necessarily matters. Okay. But let me ask you, what do you think it takes to be a blue belt? And and also kind of what do you think it means to be a blue belt? I feel like I feel like at white belt, you're you're just kind of learning to protect yourself, you know. You're learning what works and how to survive from arm bars. You're and like so much is getting thrown at you, you know. Um, by blue belt, I think that just the overall rush of everything coming at you at once is starting to slow down. You're starting to get comfortable and set in certain guards. Um, you're starting to figure out certain sweeps that you like, certain, like, I feel by blue belt, the, like the whole period of blue belt is like perfecting your defensive guard like your defense and your guard you know what i mean um that's what i feel like white and blue belt are pretty much my bad that's what i feel like white and blue belt are pretty much like for for lack of a better term um at least in my experience Mm -hmm. white belt like i was just trying to survive and i felt like every day i'm like bro you're throwing something new at me and i didn't even know how to do what we did yesterday Blue Bell, everything just died down. I started understanding. I started like knowing how to flow. I started like I like the panic of it all just kind of left. And it was for me to it was like that's whenever I started feeling comfortable on my back and feeling comfortable in certain movements and just kind of really locking down how to defend myself and how to avoid getting submitted. Blue Bell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then overall, I think like like you can't let it go to your head, but like if you if you make it to your blue belt and you've kind of like 
like gone through some time and you haven't burnt out mm-hmm. and you haven't and you haven't like quit and it's still something that you have a passion for you're a part of a you're like you're entering an elite club because the blue belt blues and the whole like blue belts disappear yeah it's not a, it's not a joke no, <laughs> it's, no, not it's not a joke <laughs> So like I think I think blue belt's a very important part important phase, and I mm-hmm. think it's when a lot of people ask like, "Am I really about this?" Yeah, because we know blue belt who just kind of left recently too. Yeah, you know, and it's and it's it's always sad to see a teammate go, especially when so talented they're talented, and it I feel like it especially this. this this specific scenario, I think it's just a situation of it. It's kind of, it was just a burnout, you know? Um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, the travel distance to a gym is a lot. And I think when you're putting that on top of trying to be super uber successful, if you don't know yourself enough to know, hey, I need to let off this gas a little bit and refocus my energy maybe somewhere else. I feel like it becomes a struggle on the mats. And I've had to do that myself, too, a couple of times, Uh, mainly at white belt. White belt was one of those belts where I was always in a bad position. Part of that was, (laughs) I mean, it's everyone's white belt experience, but part of that was like I I put myself there. I read patterns. And the only way I'm going to read a pattern is if I'm there over and over and over again. Yeah. So I would put myself in those situations and try to figure it out. So I experienced it at White Belt, especially when I was down in uh, Rio. I was training. I was lucky because I was walking to the gym. So I wasn't, it was only like 10, 15 minutes away. But I was training morning, training night. I was studying in the morning. I was studying before class, studying at, you know, before class at night. So it was a constant going there and I had to take a second and I was like, will I get promoted? I don't know if we get promoted blue belt. And I had to take a second. I felt like I had white belt blues, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because if that, and having gone through that really put it in perspective, I was like, Hey, chill out. You're going to be in a black belt. My goal is to be an elite black belt. It's not to be some garbage black belt. That's going to take time. And I think because I did it too, man. Uh, I think a lot of people just get so focused on like, I want to be the next belt. I want that recognition. Mm-hmm. That they kind of forget, like, they kind of forget like the the journey. I don't think there's anything wrong with asking like, yo, what do, what do I need to work on or what do I need to do mm-hmm. to be promoted? I don't think there's anything wrong with asking that. Like, I've done it before, you know. Um, but like, just wanting to just skip through it that's how those are those are the people who are like that that burn themselves out because yeah. they don't have the like not everyone has the patience to wait for that bill yeah and not everyone has the discipline to realize that like like jujitsu getting better in jujitsu is like hair growth it's like a millimeter a month yeah. <laughs> you know yes <laughs> And like you may like hit some things here and there, but overall it's like a millimeter a month. Yeah. No, I agree. I just um going back to what I was saying at Wipeout, um, that struggle I was having of like, 
uh, well, can I get promoted? Will they even promote me down here in Rio? Because it was very much like, oh, I want this, I'm leaving soon. Uh, and I had to go into this zone of like, like I was saying, it doesn't matter. It's a journey. And then I just was like, I'm just going to study. That's all I'm going to do. Anytime I feel any sort of stress of like, oh, am I not get promoted? Am I? Because you're really looking at for the, for that valid. I feel like I'm going to speak for myself and my spe- myself only. I was looking for that validation that I could do jujitsu. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of for me. That's my struggle in life. I'm always looking for validation from, I guess, an authority figure to say, "Hey, good job." I approve of you. Yeah. Um, and that comes from my father wounds, right? Not having a dad and, you know, <laughs> wanted him to come pick me up on the weekends and stuff, you know? Yeah. I think I think for me it was just like, it was like the hardest thing for me overall was like ego. Yeah. Like, especially like I've been to some gyms where like when I was a blue belt before I even came here, I went to some gyms and I was like, like, I'm gonna talk with the ego. Forget about it. The purple belts I was going out, going against, were food, bro. They were food. Like I, I like there. every day that I rolled with them, I was like, like anything they threw at me, I felt like like Goku Ultra Instinct. Like check that, check that, mm-hmm. pass here. Mm-hmm. Like, and it didn't matter the size at some of these some of these places. Yeah. Um, but no one was giving me my my purple belt, and I was like, like, well, yo, what the, f-? like, what the fuck? Yeah, like this is your this your man's. Yeah, like, <laughs> we got like uh, that scene in Creed. You pick him. Who's next? Who who who? Point yeah. him out. Let's go, bro. Yeah, and that's and like, except I wasn't getting knocked out. Yeah, but like, I just had to step back and realize, like, for whatever reason, I wasn't getting promoted. It was what it was, mm-hmm. you know. But hey. I think that's something that uh, you touched on something there is like just because you're beating everyone, just because you're dominating your gym does not mean that you deserve to be promoted to the next level. Yeah. And gym, go ahead. It will. And it comes down to a lot of it was like my athleticism, not necessarily my technique. Like yeah. I didn't have bad technique, but I didn't have purple belt technique. Techn- yeah. And, you know, when I look at my game right now, I know I don't I know I don't have purple belt technique there's no there's some there are some things i'm like okay it's there but like i said i i i was kind of a jack of all trades in my weight belt and i kind of skipped some steps i mainly arm bars was the biggest thing we were talking about discarding things and coming back to it arm bars was one of those things when i first saw i was like i don't like this i don't like that i can't control um, my hips and my abs in order to like raise up to get the breakage force. I feel like every time I do that, I'm just going to rip this arm off. I don't, I don't have the muscular strength or control to perform this move. I don't get it. You got to get the arm across. It just didn't work for me. So I just was like, I ain't worried about it. No, bro. I love, I love arm bars just cause like you, you've, you've rolled with me. Like, you know how yeah. I kind of like to coil up. Yeah. If I can get like a deep enough grip and kind of just like coil like that and like explode, I can usually get some pretty vicious arm bars off of it. You have to show me. I'm and, still go ahead. And then like, you ever try arm straights? Arm straights. What are those? Like you like pin the wrist. Have you ever seen where I like pin the wrist and like try and like? Oh, you're talking about from like a side control up top, or like you pin the wrist and you just yeah yeah. I 
conceptually, I know how to do them. I understand that you have to get like right above the elbow and put your head, like put your head on the arm at the same time and then come over to the top of the wrist and pin that down. It's one of those things, probably like the arm bars that I discard it because I don't necessarily understand it yet. I know how it works in my game. I'm just not using it yet because right now I am focused on arm bars, especially from close guard. I'm really okay. dialing that in. And it's like, oh, why did I ever discard? This is getting, this is like, it's so much easier. Like you were saying. So for me, I didn't necessarily like, like I'm, I was, I didn't move like that at first, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and as like my body like adapted to jujitsu and me being able to like bear and bolo and like do other things like maneuver wise, that's whenever arm bars kind of started coming back into play. Like I knew how to do them. I, it just wasn't my first choice. Like yeah. my first choice is like to take your back and treat you like Bart Simpson. That was my first choice too. Like <laughs> <laughs> rear naked choke, lapel chokes, a bow and arrow. Doesn't yeah. matter. I'll, I'll hit you with an arm bar from the back too if if you if you you know mess up. So those are my favorite ones, bro. If you take their back and then you kind of isolate the arm and you're mm -hmm. able to just kind of step over real smooth. Those are my favorite arm bars for real. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, there's just like a satisfaction of getting an arm bar after a back take for me. You know who gets me with a lot is Gustavo. Um, because I do this escape where um, for any time someone takes your back, if you, if no one doesn't know this, um, two on one, the principle of two on one on the cuff to get it off of your lapel, it's just a powerful grip. There are disadvantages to it. The biggest one is you leave your arm exposed for an arm bar. But if you understand your body, you understand, you know, you got to give something to get something. And if you need to get out of that, that deep, deep, deep lapel choke, you might want to you might want to risk putting your arm out there and just trust that you get it back on time. So I know we kind of went off topic, but I want to jump back a bit. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. My bad. So going back to that blue belt. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you listen to this. I don't know. Whatever. He, I think he was going to be a monster, and I was really excited to train with him. But even if he doesn't become my training partner, I hope he kind of builds the passion back to go back, whether it's at another school, whether it's at A-side. I hope he does get back into jiu-jitsu because he's a cool dude and... He was gonna be a bad, a bad dude, bro. Bad. He could bang with the best of them. Yeah. So you know, I I wish you the best, my man, and uh, I hope you start training again. But going on to Gustavo, bro. Gustavo, Gustavo. I'm so mad I can't train in the mornings because Gustavo's a cold dude and his spider guard and all of his guards. But honestly, honestly, all of his open guards from spider guard to his transition to De La Hiva, he can honey hole to the back. He's just a freaking bad dude. And he's a great training partner Yeah, because it doesn't really matter how big you are. And he's not a big dude. He's kind of lanky, mm -hmm. but he's willing to turn it up with you and he's willing to give you what you need. Um, like go, like touching on everything about being a good training partner, it's him. He's someone you can sit down and be like, man, that move was nice. Like, how did you get there? What did I do wrong? And he's going to tell you step by step. He's going to tell you when you went wrong. And then on top of that, like, like there's a, there's a reason he, they made him a teacher. Yeah. He's a, he's, he's a monster. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy his classes. I try to go to his classes um, any chance I get. 
The only reason why I haven't been going to these classes recently is because um, I'm just um, Mondays are my editing days for this because yeah. I got to get it out on Monday. So <laughs> I'm too busy to take away time to go to class on Mondays anymore. I just I just work, man. I uh, I get up for I leave for work at like five thirty, get to work by like six thirty, and then I'm clocked in to like five. Yeah, that's that's a long day. Yeah, I'm up I'm up at three. I hate it. A.M. I go to bed at nine. I've, I'm so I my last job, I set my system up to where I was getting up at four a.m. because my because the only way I get get to jujitsu is get up at 4 a.m. to have enough time to stretch and everything, get my juices and have some time to myself before I start my long day. Cause it was wake up, jujitsu, work for 12, 16 hours, come home, maybe get 30 minutes of like peace, rinse, wash, repeat six, seven days a week. So I need to get like you, bro. Cause that's how I'm going to be able to implement the gym. My bad. You're good. Yeah, that's how I'm gonna be able to implement the gym, and that's that's part of the reason why I kept the schedules because I like to get my gym done in the morning. But it's just I don't know. I think where my life is heading now, I think I'm more like a six seven a.m. guy again, which is like I like that vibe. So I might be staying up a little bit later. I'm, I think uh, I think I'm gonna go for like five. I think if I get uh, no no I don't know I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out because I need like an hour in the gym. Okay. Like what do you when you go to the gym, do you have a specific routine you follow or that you're working on? Um it's crazy cuz I think it, it I hope what I'm about to say makes sense. I think because of my athletic past, I work out like a football player. Okay. Like I'm trying to put up heavy weight, I'm trying to do it for as many reps as I can. I'm doing the three main ones. I'm doing explosion like explosion lifts like you other with the um whether it be like power cleans or like deadlifts mm-hmm. or even like taking the dumb dumbbells and doing jump squats and I'm doing bench and squats, you know what I mean? Okay. Like I'm just doing like that core strength building lifting and then like 30 minutes on the bike of cardio. So that's what, that's what I'll do. But uh, I think I need to switch it up. I think that's why I can't like stay in the gym mm-hmm. is because I'm not like, I've been doing those for so long. I'm bored with them. I'm going to give you some unsolicited advice. Um, just lift light. I feel like it helped me with jujitsu as far as just higher reps. Like, don't get me wrong. I still lift heavy when it comes to like my hamstrings, my legs and my squats and stuff. But I feel like those smaller tendons and those smaller muscles that I feel get more strained have been getting more conditioning the more I lift lighter. Because I come from that same mindset of like, Let's go big, bro. Let's like, yeah, put up like, Yeah, I think, and I also think like, uh, as I start dropping weight and everything, getting ready for these tournaments, my game's gonna just kind of get back to what it was, like what it was whenever I felt like I was at my best. Were you just eating books alive? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to get back to that. Um, but I gotta, I gotta break the cycle that I've been in. You know that whole, Same. that whole just fucking lounging on the mat. And, Actually, and, I'm good on that. I'm not doing any of that. Well, like, uh, like the the cardio class. You know, I'll do my thing in mm-hmm. there. Like, but uh, whenever the class class starts during an instruction, I'm like, 
chilling. Snorlax vibes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like relaxing and chilling out. And uh, I need to get out. I need to get into a different mindset. Like I got something coming up, you know, okay. and I think that'll help me make the switch. Yeah, I got something coming up too. We got, yeah, 2024 is going to be interesting competition-wise because I don't know where I'm going to land at. So there's some competitions I want to do. Oh, yeah. um, Worlds, IBJJF, Worlds, that that's on the list. And so that's, honestly, okay. I guess I'm training for that for whenever it is. I haven't looked into it yet, but I know it's next year. So I got, we, we we've talked a little more about about like plans off camera like yeah. i definitely the one i talked to you about i don't know when you want to bring that in into um, this or I, if you even do whatever. i think i think i think we'll do it um at the time when it's it's one of those things yeah okay and then uh i don't know if i'm gonna do ibjjf because i got a, a well at least worlds you know mm-hmm. um because i have what we talk like japan in like late august and stuff bro you're gonna love it it's your first time out of the country right um, if you're not counting Mexico, yeah. Mexico. You know what's funny? <laughs> uh, so I was watching the Jackson podcast the other day and they said something about like da 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 Tijuana, da da Hong Kong, and I was just like, Oh god, if you know you know what that shit cracked me up. I think we're right about that mark. Um my notes, I think we covered pretty much everything. I think we did, man. I think we did. Uh before we go, I think we should uh I think we should, you know, let them know we got some we got some new stuff on the way. Okay. We definitely got some new stuff on the way. We're gonna branch out, start recording our our little training camps, getting ready to mm-hmm. uh, compete again, and then uh, I don't know, man. I think we should start setting up at the beach. Okay. And like not necessarily like just if we record, we record. But I'm I'm talking about more for some roles. Man, I there's there's a spot down in Long Beach that is probably the, the bluff that okay. I, th- I showed you the video. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was a white belt, also like as a white belt, if you're looking to evolve your game, buy some mats and then take them out to a park with some friends from class or some friends and like study your YouTube videos, do your homework. Don't just it. You're going to learn more if you step outside the classroom a little bit. Any belt, not just white yeah, belt. Yeah, any, any belt, belt. For sure. For sure. Any belt. Yeah. I'm just all about, I'm all about, here's the thing. Andrew Huber, Andrew Huberman, you know, he's about free access to education. And I guess that's kind of how I am in this aspect too. And jujitsu is like, edu- and jujitsu, and jujitsu is education. <laughs> I agree and, with you. And I don't agree. get me wrong. I feel like, yeah, you do need to pay for privates. You do need to pay your schools. You do need to, you know, pay your essentially your tuition to learn that. But just like with school, there are other resources outside of your college that you can take advantage of that can help you progress faster and a little bit further. Yeah, I don't care what anyone says. Like, I feel like when you get into ju- into jujitsu and people are like, oh. You're just learning moves online. Like I don't like that. Okay. That like hate that online gets because like depending like if you're just watching it and yeah. you're gonna try and like you're like oh I'm gonna try and replicate it later. Chances are it's not really gonna work. Mm-hmm. But if you're watching it and you have mats and a dummy at home and you got that motherfucker on loop and you just look and you're replicating it there, you absolutely can add that to your like. What's the real difference? Bro, I, there was a uh, there's a choke that I learned 
just by watching the Instagram video that Professor posted. And mm. like I tapped into like one other video to kind of dial it in. I figured it out. And now I can hit it on people. That's what I mean. And you used your you used your mad and your dummy, right? Yeah. Exactly. You know, so the people that hate on the hate about like online jujitsu, they they're just they just don't have a mad and a dummy. Man, I need a better dummy. My dummy is so garbage. What do you mean? It's like I want one of the ones that like actually turtle up, like at the school, like one that turtles up. Or have you seen those robots where like you submit it and it lights up? Look, I've seen iRobot. I don't trust that shit. I don't trust that shit, bro. When, yeah. the, when the machines take over and that motherfucker standing over your bed ready for payback. I don't want so, no so no jujitsu AI for you? Would you trust that? No. no. You you would never roll with a robot. With a robot? Yeah, like if they made a robot that was like like say they could take like my brain and put in a robot and be like, hey, you got a training partner that you just do you at home. No. You wouldn't do it? No. I see too many red flags in that. What about your brain? My, no, <laughs> it's just in general the whole AI concept. Yeah, because he has my knowledge now, and then what if he decides to be a different person than I decide to be? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like on top of that, he's a robot. He don't really feel no pain like that. And then how strong is this robot? How fast is this robot? I don't get why people are making robots out of. Can we make them out of plastic? Can we make like we have strong industrial plastic. Just we need something don't to make <laughs> them motherfuckers, bro. <laughs> That that's crazy. Like there's so many sci-fi movies, and then the scientists today are like, "Well, AI, yeah, you don't watch TV, bro. It makes no sense to me." <laughs> but uh, like you were saying, uh, we got some changes going on. Yeah, I'm segueing off of the robots competition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we do. We have some new things coming up. Uh, we're taking on a few sponsors. I think I'm in the talks. You know, I'm I've been trying to work on my beard for a little bit, so I'm talking with the. Uh, with the company right now, hopefully, you know, that'll pop off and get you guys some discounts on some beard stuff and uh, get my mustache. I had to shit look at like, I'm like real, uh, I'm going to smash you because, you know, I was <laughs> going to smash your boy. I was, <laughs> I was lining up my mustache, right? And you, you know, you get that tickle. Like, mm. I was like, oh, I guess it's got to go now. <laughs> Uh, so the crazy thing is, is my facial hair does not grow. I even asked my girlfriend uh, uh, to order me a derma roller the other day, mm -hmm. and she told me no, because she doesn't want me to have a beard, because she's a hater. Nah, That's man. That's for you if you watch this later. We gonna get him a beard. I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, you gonna like it. You, he'll look like a, like, Rick Ross made beards cool. And especially for bigger guys, like I feel like it's the vibe. I want that James Harden beard. You know, oh, James yeah. Harden's a piece of shit, but I want the beard overall. Why is he? You know what? We we're rambling at this point. We're wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so James Harden, we're moving on. Look, we have things planned for you guys, and we're gonna try to make it better any way that you can think of. We can make better. Any comments, any topic ideas, like let us know. Um, shoot us email, Instagram. We own all the vibes these days. Tickety talk probably coming soon. Oh, TikTok. That's my man right here because I don't want that Chinese spyware on my phone. I'll use a different phone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That wraps us up. Thank you guys for uh, tapping in. We're going to tap out today. And, uh, yeah, if you're not believing in yourself, believe in yourself because you can do it.
And that's the message I want to send to people because that's what this is all about. Believing in yourself. That's what jujitsu, you know, helps you do. Believing yourself. I think that's the superpower of jujitsu. It gives you that confidence to believe in yourself and, you know, start to figure out who exactly you are. What? I'll just point out believe in yourself. Like Goku. Believe in yourself. I mean, Vegeta has his 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 benefits too. Not everyone can be Vegeta, dog. <laughs> believe in yourself like Yo- Goku. And, you know, one day you can be like Vegeta. We'll talk about that next time. You guys take care. Please like, subscribe, share, and uh, we'll get you on the next one. Peace.